Hey friends, welcome to Kicking It with Texas Chunkla. I'm attorney Jesse Hernandez, the Texas Chunkla, and today I am kicking it with my friend, Chunkla Academy. What's going on, Jesse? Thank you for being here. Will you tell everyone who you are? Yeah, so my name is Joel Coronado, aka Chunkla Academy. Uh, you can find me on TikTok, and I'm really, really good friends with the Texas Chunkla. I love it. He is. <laughs> He's amazing. So, Joe, you are a lot of things, and you you have your hands in a lot of pies. Right. Uh, what do you have going on right now? Uh, so, currently, um, one of the big pieces of the news that just came out um, for the last two years, for anybody who's watching right now that have been following me for a long time or just discovering me, uh, we've been working on, well, I've been working on a festival, uh, that I wanted to do to unite the West and South side communities, um, and really kind of like highlight and let people come over and kind of get rid of that stigma. Um, and so it's Chunkle Academy Rock Festival. And the idea is to bring a lot of the youth and people in the area that normally wouldn't get opportunities to come and play on a big stage uh, and give them an, uh, the ability to like network with each other, uh, learn more about music and grow the music community. Um, but I just met with the CEO, Jim uh, Pershbach, and uh, he loved the idea of bringing it to the west side of San Antonio. And so our event's going to be held at the Tech Port Arena, which is huge. It's, that is amazing. Yeah, it's a huge venue uh, to be at. And it's it's such an honor to have, you know, my this baby of mine that I've been trying to grow for the last two years uh, actually be a part of something like really big. So that's amazing. I'm excited that that's happening for you because for the long time, for the longest time and as long as I've known you and, and probably much longer than that, you have been a huge advocate for the West and the South Sides of right. San Antonio. Um you're not just some outsider that moved to San Antonio and said, no. hey, let, let me go to these areas because it's super cool. What, what's your connection to those areas? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I grew up very uh, poor or low income, if you will. Um, I grew up in the Castellano Courts. Um, we didn't really have a lot. And growing up, I wasn't also given the privilege of, like, opportunities. Uh, and a lot of what I did notice growing up, especially in my teenage years, um, a lot of people would come to the west and south side of San Antonio to find talent and stuff. Um, and there wasn't really room for people like me who wanted to do film or comedy or anything like that. We would get looked over um, only because the immediate reaction is you're from the west side. You go to John F. Kennedy High School. You must not have an education. You must not be smart. What you know, what do we want with you? You're problematic. You know, you, you kind of people. And so from then on, I pretty much vowed to myself that if I ever garnered any kind of success in some way, that I would use my platform to be able to give resources and opportunities to people in my area. And that's what we've been doing. That's what we've grown to be. Um, we're a little over 400,000 followers right now. Um, but I mean, I couldn't be, I wouldn't be here right now, even sitting talking to you without them. So I'm, I'm doing the best that I can with the opportunities that have been given to me to give back to my community. So, um, I mean, that's my connection with them. I just Grew up like everybody else. I ate, you know, on the same table as everybody else. I got stampillas with my mom, wick, everything, you name it. I've been through it. I lived in the shelter for like the first nine years of my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, we lived at the Sam shelter. Rode the bus to school like at six years old. Going downtown was kind of scary. But um, it's just near and dear to me. I, I want to see my people succeed. And, you know, I, it, it's their time. It's their time now. And they're going to get, they're going to, they're going to get what they deserve in a positive way. Uh-oh. Somebody almost fell. He fears the chancla. So I love that. And, <laughs> you know, you mentioned the chancla. 
Where does the name Chancla Academy come from? Yeah, so everybody asks that. And so I finally, now I finally have like gotten it down <laughs> to, <laughs> to like layman terms. No, but essentially, um, so Chancla Academy just came from the fact that my grandmother would always like, anytime I misbehave, um, first of all, my grandmother was very Catholic. So it was either a ruler or Chancla. Uh, and she would always like hit me with it. And there was always some lesson to be learned from it. Like, Mijo, don't be doing that. You need to be doing this. And no te hagas pendejo. And she would just come and hit me anytime I did something bad. And later on down the road, I remember one time my grandmother was going to, you know, I, I think I got like my first job or something. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You graduated. You graduated. And so that stuck with me for a long time. Uh, and Chanco Academy wasn't in my head at the time. And I remember later on when we were trying to come up with a good name for my platform because before we were confessions of a poor family. Okay. We were just like going to talk about like growing up low income and how we still, we're still considered low income. And my wife's like, well, don't you think that, you know, getting hit with the chango is kind of like being in school. And I was like, yeah, like some kind of Academy. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, Chancla Academy. And I just went live and I said it and everybody just fell in love with it. And I mean, it came from my grandmother, but that's how I was born. I didn't really, and I didn't really think it was going to go anywhere. I was just like, no, oh, this is such a corny name. People were always laughing at me about it. But yeah, I mean, that, that's where it comes from. Nothing really special. I, I think, you know, one of the reasons that, and obviously the Texas Chancla uses the Chancla as well. Mm -hmm. I, I think one of the reasons that that resonates with so many people is it's, it's a shared experience, mm -hmm. you know, and not mm -hmm. just within San Antonio, not just within the, the Tex-Mex community, but uh, I talked to other people of, of different nationalities, of different descents. And yeah, the Chancla is universal. It's universal. And that's what I love about Chancla Academy, just the name itself. I've grown to love it even more um, because it's just not like a Latino thing. It's like a lot of other people. And I've, I love walking up to other nationalities and stuff like that. And Or they'll come up to me and they're like, oh my God, like I just, my mom used to beat me with the, they'll call it a flip-flop or a sandal, whatever they call it. Right. But they're just like, I, I just resonate like, your Mexican grandmother is exactly like my mom or my aunt. And I'm like, wow, I mean, this is really a shared experience. It's amazing. So kids get beat all over the world. Is all what you're saying. over the world. They do all over the world with the chancla. You can't hide from it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that I find interesting um, in talking to folks is how they define themselves. Because it's right. often easy for us to look at someone and be like, oh, that's a TikTok guy or that's a that's an influencer or whatever. How do you see yourself, even though you have this following of, of 400,000 on TikTok, um, do you see yourself as a creator, as a comedian, as an entertainer, as an advocate? Mm -hmm. How do you see yourself? I mean, I think there's multiple things that I see myself in. And I, I want to say mainly an advocate for my people. Um, I think secondly, I mean, I'm an entertainer, a comedian. Um, but I'm mainly here to inspire. I really don't like the word influencer, even though I know that's kind of like part of the job, right? Um, but I don't feel like influence lasts for so long. I heard like this really great uh, video on Instagram one time where this guy was talking about influence. Oh my God, I'm hungry. <laughs> Chopsticks afterwards. Um, <laughs> and, and how you can be under the influence, but it only lasts for so long and you need something that's gonna keep you going. And so I decided and calling myself an influencer, I wanna be someone who inspires. And you know, that's how I see myself. I mean, I think it's it's kind of hard to define yourself sometimes because you know, I'm not one to be like, well, this is who I am. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard when it, it comes from yourself because right. I struggled with that for a long time to kind of own what I'm doing and who I am. But I mean, I overall see myself as an advocate for the most part. I just 
happen to be funny and people like the videos. And so, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much how I see it. You know, it's hard to, to put ourselves into these boxes and define who we are, but having these platforms where you post some content and whether you want it or not, you're going to get feedback exactly. and people are going to always tell you. And I, I see it a lot on your videos. Oh, you didn't grow up eating at this restaurant. You're not West side. Or you Give don't, you don't do this. You don't do that. You're not Mexican enough. You're not San Antonio enough. Yeah. Like if we don't define ourselves, the internet wants to define us. Exactly. And that's what I hate the most. I think most people, what they need to understand when it comes to, trying to resonate with somebody because i think the problem is is that if i see someone like yourself and you're a lawyer and i happen to be an attorney or just becoming an attorney well this is not how attorneys hold like exactly. hold themselves you're, you're an embarrassment you know because i grew up with a different standard of what it was to be an attorney and i think that's what it is with a lot of with the people that i deal with especially in the mexican community oh my grandmother never cussed or you know they never did this and i don't remember growing up. i was like because you probably grew up middle class <laughs> <laughs> i grew up mexican poor um but yeah no i mean i try to tell people that you know we're really all the same I, mean, I tell people we all eat from the same pot of beans bro like i mean it just because you may have gotten nurtured a little bit differently than i did doesn't mean that we're not the same you know we all enjoy the same foods and stuff but i've i've kind of learned to ignore it they're gonna say what they're gonna say trust me i've had people tell me oh my god how are you from the west side but you've never eaten that raised puffy taco yes that's I'm, exactly what i was thinking because like, i remember that set. i was like bro i was poor like i i lived in the area but i there were certain limitations right. it was either picnic or picnic <laughs> like <laughs> that was it like tacos for picnic burgers for picnic and that was that was it like that's what i could afford and that's what i try to tell people is like you have to understand that just because we live on the west side didn't mean everybody had the same like benefits right and and now people are starting to see that because they're like oh yeah i never got to go here or there because people think I'm, I'm bullshitting them when i'm like this is my first time here and they're like there's no way right you've lived here your whole life there's no way i just moved back from florida we lived in florida for quite a, a while and moved back to san antonio so i don't like really know anybody or remember anything just this is where i used to live and so i'm like rediscovering places and food and stuff so for anybody out there that feels like you have to define yourself or worried about people defining you just brush it off because i mean those people want to fit in somewhere and that's great i feel bad for them sometimes but it's that they haven't found the person they fit in with so you can only do so much for yourself i love that i love that because that is the truth and that's something that you know i i didn't expect when we started doing our videos is that how mean people are just for oh, no yeah. reason um you know it's one thing if people disagree like oh well i don't think that's the best taco or you know when i post stuff about the law i don't think that's the Okay, I, I don't know what the law is, but, um, you know, they always have to have some comment that's like, hey, uh, you're fat. Like, I am? Oh, my God. I didn't no. know Holy. Man. You must be a lawyer. You're very observant. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's it's always something. And so that's something that I didn't expect. I was like, okay. Yeah, people uh, are going to be mean on there. I deal with, oh, my God. I can't even tell you how much hate I deal with. Uh, and I think that goes for everybody. I can sit here and give you all my woes, but I think you and just about everybody else on social media deals with just about as much as hate as I do. Um, but I just ignore them. They're just sad, pitiful people that just want attention. They want somebody to agree with them. They want somebody to say, you know what? You're right. You know, because they want to feel validated because 
I, I think for a lot of these people that are really upset on the internet, especially when it comes to myself or you, they're jealous. They want to accomplish what we worked so hard to do. And because they're too lazy to do it, what else can they do than other than talk you down? And that's all they're good for. So I don't pay attention to them. They can kiss my ass. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here, but <laughs> so there's there's definitely a lot of negativity, but there's mm-hmm. there's positivity. Right. Um and one of the things that's super positive that I want to talk about because I, I find it very interesting is you have a fascination with a certain mouse. Yes, I love Disney. How did that come about? Um, so when I was little, uh, when all the parents got around with the pachanga, right, they had the parties and stuff, they would just throw us in a room with the VHS and the TV and here, watch uh, these sing-along videos. And so we were just stuck in a room, 12 kids, uh, just watching Disney movies all day. And so I just, I loved storytelling and stuff. And so I just kind of started to see what Disney was about. Uh, later on, I got an opportunity to go to the park for the first time, and I just fell in love with it. Um, I did my research, and I can't even tell you, just I am a drop-dead Disney fan. Like, I love everything about it. The storytelling, uh, the meaning behind it, all the work that Walt Disney put into his company. Uh, and he is who inspires me uh, in doing what I do now. I mean, there's a lot of people, like my grandmother, who inspires me, but... I, I would really like, I know this is going to sound cringy, but I would really like to be the Walt Disney of the Latino community because I just want to tell our stories. There's so many beautiful stories out there. There's so many ways we can put a twist on it and have fun with it. Uh, like the children's book that we're doing um, called uh, uh, Ariel Abuela and the Magical Chancla. And it's just putting a positive spin on the Chancla. And um, that's what I want to do. I just, I don't know. Disney's my thing, man. Have you been to Disney? I have been to Disney World. That's the place uh, to but be. when I was when I was itty bitty. Itty bitty? Like eight or younger. Eight. You were a little papa. Exactly. <laughs> when I had the little chunklas on. And the little chunklas on. Yeah, no, Disney's amazing, man. I love it. We when we lived there, we went to the park every single day. That's where we ate dinner. I worked there. I lived, eat, and breathed Disney. You can't keep me away from it. If somebody said I'll I'll pay I'll buy a house for you in Florida right now, if I would drop Everything I'm doing right now to go back to Florida. Really? Go to Disney World every day. <laughs> you said you worked at Disney. Yeah. What did you do there? Uh, I was a park manager for the park. <coughs> uh, so I did a lot of the food service stuff just because that was what in, was in my background. Okay. Uh, and then I was going to move up to like uh, like ride management and stuff. I was learning the ropes. Um, but it was an amazing experience. Amazing experience. Um, I can't even tell you. Like it's hard to explain. But if you ever get an opportunity just to get a part-time job over there, do it. The training is so much fun. You get to meet the mouse on your first really? day. You get ears and you get a little little name tag with your name and what you like. And you get to go to the park and ride rides all day. Couldn't ask for more. I love that. In 2021, we actually bought the training videos from Disney uh, and started using them in our firm because you know they they have a very special way of training their employees that – their cast members that make, you know, a magical experience for the customers. Right. Uh, and we wanted to to emulate that at our firm. Yeah. And that's what I try to like bring to my videos is this very like kind of like Disney magic kind of acting, having fun kind of thing. Um, it kind of gets lost in translation sometimes in there, but that's kind of what I'm trying to provoke. I used to love during my breaks uh, when we used to be on the second floor of Magic Kingdom. If you didn't know that you're on the second floor, there's a then the floor below that i used to watch the the actors perform and how they would do like cinderella there was this one cinderella oh my god she was the best 
she just turn it on i was like how do you do that and so i would like pick up stuff from her and i like apply that to when i go out and do my videos and stuff i just turn it on i just become a different person but it's it's amazing do you feel like because you you have gained a level of notoriety and um and popular popularity not popularness popularity um do you feel like you always have to be on when you're out like if no. someone sees you they have to meet the chunkla academy god no people meet me in person sometimes they'll tell me they're like oh you're a little more lively in your videos i'm like well i'm just like an exaggerated version of myself like on right. the internet like you know i'm there to entertain you guys but no essentially like what you get like on the internet is what you get like in real life um the one thing that freaks me out a little bit is like when random people like at Walmart are stalking me in the aisles and they'll pretend they'll act like I'm a, an employee. They're like, oh, excuse me. Do you work here? I clearly am not wearing a Walmart. As if you're uniform. not dressed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, you're that chocolate guy, right? And I'm like, yeah. Or I hate when I get the, hey, you're that guy from TikTok, right? That funny guy. And I'm You all, hate that? Because it's for me, the reason why I hate it, it, and I get it because sometimes people don't remember names, right? but I have been mistaken for other people. So it's embarrassing to be like, yeah. And then they're like, they'll pull up a page and it's somebody else. And you're just kind of like, it's a different celebrity. That's not me. You're like, that's Joseph Anthony, the slime king of San Antonio. That's not me. (laughs) I've gotten mistaken for you once. I should you not. Yeah. I got mistaken for you once. They're like, you do the slime videos, right? And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? I just like walked away and uh, it happens a lot. I mean, it's not that I don't like it. It's like, why can't you remember my name? But it's just like, do you know how many chubby Mexican dudes with beards that are funny are on TikTok right now? Like two, just me and you. Just me and you. It's just us. Um, that's, that's interesting. Joseph has an amazing story uh, about the first time that he thought someone recognized him. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell his story cause that's, that's his journey. But do you remember the first time that someone came up to you in public and they're like, yeah, you're that guy. Yeah. So what happened was I was at Walmart and it wasn't a, Hey, you're that guy. It was, they grabbed me by my shirt and pulled me back. Was it security? Cause Walmart does that to me all the time. <laughs> Profile me, please. <laughs> uh, no, it was an older lady. I think she was like in her forties. And all I heard was, Abuela. And she just <laughs> grabbed my shirt, pulled me back, and she's like, I just love your videos, mijo. And I, and I was like, who the hell are you? Like, what's going <laughs> Why on? are you touching me? Yeah. And, I mean, we took a picture whatever. And, like, ever since then, I went, like, live the next day. I was like, if you see me in public, please don't, like, grab me. Because that is so weird. And I would trip out, you know. And uh, But that was my first experience. Like, I would, I was terrified. But after that, I mean, it gets better and better. I have to still deal with the sometimes people from far away will be, like, looking at me. And I'll notice. Uh-huh. But I don't know if they're looking at me. Because I'm like, what if there's somebody behind me? You don't want to be that guy that's like, can you please stop staring? Can They're like, me? Sarah's looking Gio. at the beans right above you. I, can you hand me those bushes baked beans? You know I can't reach. <laughs> oh, don't come to us for the things on the top. We are yeah, not. I'm, I'm only five. You know, that's the most common misconception I get is people think I'm really tall. Really? Yeah. And that's why they always question me for the most part is if I am who I am. Because they don't realize that I'm only 5'3". Like, they're like, I thought you were taller. And I was like, maybe it's the angle of the video that I do. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm sorry. 
I'm, I'm short. like, this is the one size I come in, baby. <laughs> I can run under tables and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, that's the biggest misconception I get. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I find I, that interesting. I haven't had anyone recognize me. I, I go into work and they don't recognize I go home and my son doesn't even recognize me sometimes. He's like, who are you? <laughs> Welcome to the group. I got five of those that don't recognize me. So For a time, we had um, we had some ads running at the theaters here in town. Mm-hmm. and uh, I love seeing those. I love, I love going. I tell my wife. Hey, I know that guy. And I like point I was like, see, we follow each other. And I just recently got like Straw Hat Goofy to follow me. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're buddies. So anytime he comes on, I'm all like, yo, Straw Hat. Or when you come on, I'm usually like, yo, Jesse, I know that guy. There's like 12 people in the studio. Like the I'm, I'm still scene. waiting for my shirts. Still waiting for my Chunkla Academy shirts. You'll get one. I need one. Wait till you see the I new need ones. to rock the merch. Wait till you see the new ones. They're amazing. How do you do your merch? You... Do you design it all yourself or does someone do that for you? Um, so I come up with the designs pretty much in my head. I kind of walk through with my artists that I have. So the artist I currently have right now is shout out to Spooky Season. Uh, he's done all of the murals outside of Brass Monkey. Oh, awesome. And all of the art on the inside. And uh, we just partnered up together. And um, he just brings my stuff to life. Um, like I said, I really love Disney. So I want to bring whatever it is that I'm making to life and there to be a story. And so he's been really, really good at helping me put that together. And like, cause he loves storytelling too. Um, we just came up with a new logo. Finally, it's one that I wanted. It's like a little chunkla, but it's a skull looking thing. Oh, nice. So we're working on merchandise right now. That's going to feature some pop culture icons, but like in chunkla form. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we just work together. It's nothing really like magical. It's just, Hey, I have this idea. Let's see if it works. And trust me, we have hundreds and hundreds of ideas that, you know, just are trash. But we pick the best ones and we put them out there and people love it. So you you really are kind of an idea guy because you've you've had a, a short film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the book, yes. the children's book. Um, you're doing the rock fest. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a lot of things going on. What else? Are, what else are you doing besides those things? Everything. I'm opening up my own restaurant soon. And uh, <laughs> no. Um, so what we got going on right now? What I told you earlier. What I was going to mention. Yes, that's right. Um, so one of the coolest things that came out of the um, the meeting with Jim Pershbach was um, I explained to him how I wanted to do a film festival, an all Latino film festival that is catered to low-income families who want to be in the arts or do film. And he's like, you know, how do you propose to do this? Like, what what is your idea? And I said, look, a lot of these families can't afford high-end cameras. And a lot of them just have either cell phones or some kind of digital camera that they use or whatever that they can afford. And I would really, really like to bring this to the West Side uh, and give them an opportunity to play on the big stage with other filmmakers. And maybe they can learn from that as well. So uh, I'll be announcing here right now uh, that though Port of is going to be funding us uh, equipment so we can oh, put wow. our film festival together and then we can start training uh, all of these kids who want to be on social media, YouTube, whatever it is that they want to do, uh, teach them how to use a camera and stuff like that so that they can further their career, whatever it is. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I have a son who wanted to become an Imagineer and unfortunately there wasn't like a robotics thing here in San Antonio at the time. And so we're kind of hoping that this will inspire them to want to do more than just, you know, shoot content, right? Um, it works easy for your, yourself because you have a job. And this works for me because it's been doing it for a long time. But not everybody has the same opportunities. So we want to give them at least something to, like, work on. Um, 
we're also during the summer we're going to be launching um our be contagious campaign which is a latino anti-bullying campaign oh i love that yeah so be contagious is about spreading positivity so if laughter is contagious being positive is contagious um and then hopefully by the fall um we're working on a program uh with this i can't say their name because i gotta wait for the contract to be done sure of course but um we're going to be forming our own recreational sports teams like football and baseball. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to get these kids together. And if they're doing really well in school, we're going to pay for their uniforms and they're going to get to keep their uniforms as somewhat as of a trophy saying they worked really hard for that. And as a Latino, um, you know, I know that the times are different. Everybody's getting participation awards, but we really, really want to push these kids to really work hard um, for their goals. That let them know like, hey, it's not going to be easy, but if you put in hard work and you do good in school, you're going to get there. And so that's what our sports teams are going to be about. But once we get everything done with that, that's something we're definitely going to announce to the rest of the world. Well, I mean, announce it now, but, you know, officially. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We really want to give back to the community. That's what we're trying to do. So. So going forward, because you have so many things going on. Mm -hmm. Five years out, what do you see? What do you see for Joe? Is it still Chancla Academy? Is it mm-hmm. something bigger? Are you like you know going to do the Tyler Perry thing for San Antonio? Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> what What is it that you? What you uh, see? So I'll I'll be honest with you. I've so I had a five year plan when I started this, and I've already completed everything in my first five year plan um, within these past two years. So the next step for myself is I'd love to create my own production studio um, where we give opportunities once again to lower income families to come out and learn a trade um, in media. Um, And I'm hoping to be producing my own shows and stuff like that. Just putting things out there in San Antonio. Um, Right now we have a deal with Amazon and Roku and Prime um, where we're going to be having our own TV streaming app. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so... We're going to start putting stuff on there. Hopefully by 2024, uh, we will have already done filming some of our shows that we got going on, which is going to be focused on San Antonio. And um, so one of the biggest things, and I'll say it here, it will be a first for your podcast, sir. Um, so in summer of 2024, uh, we've been I've been talking to other uh, creators in Texas. So Chancla Academy is going to be expanding to what we'll call Chancla Academy, Texas. So these content creators are going to be making content for Chancla Academy based on their barrios and where they come from. Same kind of stories and stuff. And this is all going to be on our streaming platform where everybody can see that, hey, we are all not the different. We are pretty much the same. Sharing their stories, foods, stuff like that. And we plan to put that on our TV streaming platform, hopefully by 2024. That is amazing. Yeah. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to do it. Like, maybe you could be on there too. I'd love to. I'd love to because there are different experiences that folks in Houston, in Austin, in San mm-hmm. Antonio, in LA, you know, that, that everyone has that are different, but there are so many similarities too. There oh, yeah. are so many things about the way we grew up that that is a shared experience. And right. it's just amazing to see what other cultures, other cities, because Houston is not San Antonio. Oh, no. I mean, heck, right. the west side of San Antonio is not the southwest side of San Antonio. Yeah. Um, and so being able to see these similarities, 
without the differences or seeing through the differences to the similarities, that's amazing. And that you're going to be able to do that is, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And we're hoping, we're hoping that everything goes well, obviously, you know, you get hiccups and stuff like that, but we really want to, I really want to showcase the Latino community in a totally different light. No more of this stereotypical BS of where we're, we're all drug dealers and drug dealers, cholos. We all live with our moms. So, well, that's still kind of true. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, or our sisters. <laughs> But uh, we, uh, <laughs> I felt some tension in the room when no, you said I'm that. Just messing with my friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean that's what this is all about. So I mean, if you ever like run into me, or you know, come to my page, and one of the the biggest things I always would get from people is people thought I was making fun of San Antonio. Uh, I had met like another creator, and that was like the first thing he's like. Yeah, I never watched your content because I thought you made fun of San Antonio. I was like, so how did you know I made fun of San Antonio? You've never seen my content. You know, that, that boggles my mind uh, until one day he actually watched it and he's like, oh, shit, it's like total opposite. But I want people to understand that Chanko Academy is about everybody and you guys are my boss. So without, you know, these people who follow, like and share, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And it's for us. I do this for us. You know, and that's that's an interesting point, because. Yes. Some of your content is kind of pointed and does kind of poke fun, mm -hmm. but that's a very Hispanic thing. Right. Is you know, we we love to make fun of of what's the worst thing about you? Oh, your oh, family yeah. is gonna pick that and <laughs> you know, you're gonna be shorty for the rest of your yeah. life. You're gonna be gordo, you're gonna be whatever. But yeah, it's making fun of you, but it's with love. Yeah. Like it's that intimacy that lets me Say yeah. hey, you and know, it's, and then there's th and it's it's oh there are things that everybody already knows, so it's not like this new thing I just discovered or whatever. Yeah. Like I used to make fun of how everybody on the west side drives a suburban, and it's either like maroon or white, because it's true. Like everybody always <laughs> has a suburban. I'm like, why does everybody here have a suburban? And it's always the guys with like six kids. I mean, I have five. I'm one kid away. You're from, one kid away from, from that suburban. <laughs> a, a suburban. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's just. It, it's not it's just seeing those things like every i wake up every day and i feel like there's so much going on here that people haven't pointed out i'm like oh man it always have that one senora sitting out on her front porch always yelling at people for no reason or mijo go pick up those pecans for me please and i always have oh god i have this one lady i hope she sees this so she can stop asking me <laughs> um <laughs> every time i go outside she's always asking me to take her garbage She's like, do it, mijo, you're young. You can do it, please. I'm like, senora, the garbage is fine. The dumpster's right there. But oh, I can't throw it over. <laughs> Tengo arthritis or whatever. And they'll like guilt trip me, dude. Yeah. But that's just Mexican women, like Mexican old women that just do that. And I just, I, I don't even go through the front anymore. I try to go through the back of my So complex. you can avoid her? <laughs> if not, if I don't avoid them, then there's a stray dogs in the back just there. There's stray dogs. Oh God, I fed a dog a piece of bologna the other day. Worst idea ever. It's your best friend now? It's my best friend now. It's always like at my door. We used to have this one dog and he knows. We used to have this one dog. I should you not. He was really smart. He'd come to our house. He he was my dog first. Uh -huh. And then he like took off. And then it ended up being his dog and lived with him for a little bit. And then he was just going from apartment to apartment, just like eating and staying the night. I have Theo's like that. They just... Dude. <laughs> They're also from the West Side. They're like, Jesse, tienes dinero. Can I stay here, mijo? Remember that one time I gave you a ride to school? Let me stay for a month. 
Friends, you have been kicking it with the Texas Chancla and Chancla Academy. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for tuning in. Joe, thank you for stopping thank by. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you that you let us have the time to talk with you. I love the big things you have coming up. You, you are an inspiration, my friend. Thank you. So are you.